I get to experience so many different perspectives on goodness through my job. And I get to hear about it from the business community. I get to hear about it from individuals. I get to hear about it from nonprofit leaders. I get to hear about it from people in, in government. But getting that many different perspectives on goodness gives you a lot of different insights into how people think about good. I think that the people kind of talk about good in a way that uh, it's how you treat people. People talk about good in a way that it's how you, how you give. But we all have this idea of this umbrella of goodness in our minds. And my favorite thing has just been the kind of the higher level philosophical question of like, what is goodness? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to different people? Because it definitely, people do good just through their church or they do mm -hmm. good just at the food bank or they do good just in holding the door open for others or letting someone merge when it's not so easy on Mopac or whatever. <laughs> all yeah. these different ways that people think about goodness. And I've been blessed to just have that, uh, a really diverse set of perspectives. Welcome to Everyday Superhumans, the podcast where you store your faith in humanity. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Charlie. And today is an episode that is a long time in the making, I'd say. Yeah. Both kind of literally and figuratively. We record this episode before the COVID-19 pandemic hit Austin. Mm -hmm. So uh, you might notice that there's a, a lack of topic or a lack of discussion when it comes to the COVID-19 pandemic. So things have changed. Uh, since then but in general we've been trying to get this interview for a while in this episode we're talking to joel kaufman of recognize good who is a longtime friend of the show i'd say oh yeah we've worked with him before if you've seen any of our previous videos that we've done those two that we did one on the sustainable food centers uh, farmers market and then also the we are blood donation center mm -hmm. joel was our cameraman for those he's been a big supporter of the show and we've been a big supporter of recognize good for the past, I guess, three years now. Yeah. Maybe a little bit longer. And we've been wanting to talk to him specifically about Recognize Good for a while, but we can never find the right time. I mean, we had a, our long hiatus, which didn't help either. Yeah, but, he's like uh, a mentor. Yeah, he's great. And we spoke with him and also, we spoke with him and Julie Webb today, who is the recipient of their big annual award which is called the say thanks austin award we get into details in the episode what that means uh, but pretty much recognize good in general they recognize nine people throughout the year that have contributed some kind of significant impact in their charity work throughout their lifetime it's kind of a lifetime achievement award that's their legends program then at the end of the year people could vote on their favorite legend from that year and they get the say thanks austin award Julie is a recipient of both of those. So we spoke with her about her work at Keep Austin Fed. Mm -hmm. Keep Austin Fed is a charity that connects restaurants and food stores with people in need of food. What they do is they typically arrange pickup times to pick up old, not very old food, but you know, food that wasn't used that day, that they need to get rid of, but that still is fresh. And then Keep Austin Fed then ships it to people that are unable to afford food for their whole family. Keep Austin Fed has delivery drivers. They even have almost rescue drivers where, let's say your office has food that's left over and they can have one of their rescue drivers basically go to your office, pick up the food, and then take it to a place where it can be used for food as well. So it's pretty yeah. cool. 
They're kind of similar to our last episode, Meals on Wheels. I just kind of realized that there's a parallel between these two. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. But this episode is mostly about how uh, Julie has helped keep Austin fed throughout her years. She personally has rescued over 145,000 pounds of food in her surface, which is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of trips to take with your car. And she also has worked with different things like the Texas Quick Festival. And she's also the treasurer for her church. She has a long resume. It's all on her I Recognize Good Legends page. She is a inspiring superhuman, I'd say. Oh, yeah. But this is a great episode. I, I'm so happy to finally get this one done. Or finally get this one. I was so happy yeah. to showcase I was it. so happy to finally have spoken to Joel outside of like our usual just kind of like, hey, how's everything going in the nonprofit world? Mm-hmm. Uh, discussions to actually have an interview with him and a recipient of the award. Yeah, because Recognize Good is basically nonprofit version of Everyday Superhumans podcast. Yeah, I hope you guys have a fun time listening to this episode too. If you're a fan of the show, you'll definitely be a fan of what Recognize Good does. I guess we'll just go straight into it then. Joel, uh, what exactly is Recognize Good and what do you guys do? Sure. Uh, so Recognize Good is uh, technically a foundation. So we, we do give away money, although we're on the opposite side of the spectrum from uh, Michael and Susan, our St. David's Foundation. Um, but we're more of a storytelling foundation. So we share great examples of goodness. So we look for those that um, go above and beyond to do good for others. And we give them a little bit of money to help encourage them to continue doing that. And to me, more importantly, we share their story. Yeah, and uh, we're actually here with Julie, who is a recipient of one of their awards, uh, the Legends and the Say Thanks Austin Award. Do you want to explain to us what those are, or should Joel? I think Joel would probably be a better, yeah. (laughs) Because you're the recipient. So uh, one of the ways that we share great examples of goodness is we look for above and beyond volunteer all-stars. So um, our Recognize Good Legends program looks for volunteers that go way above and beyond for others. And uh, nine times a year, we'll find someone who's going above and beyond for others, and we'll give them $1,000 in their name to the charity that they're passionate about, and we'll share their story. Um, In January every year, we'll take the nine Legend Award winners from the previous year, and we'll basically have a giant gratitude campaign that we call Say Thanks Austin. And we'll try to generate as many acts of gratitude as possible over the course of the month. Whichever legend happens to garner the most acts of gratitude in their name wins a $10,000 grand prize donation from us to the nonprofit that they're most passionate about. So you're like, uh, spent with more money. (laughs) 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 Not even close, though. (laughs) Yeah, but but we do this as a hobby. He does it as a job. (laughs) (laughs) Blessed to do that as a job. Yeah. And what a job. And yeah, so let's talk about your involvement then in that case. I read on the website that you started out as a staff writer or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I applied for the job as a blogger. So I've got a journalism background and I did e-commerce before this. And um, I thought that they just um, were writing stories about amazing people. And I'm a writer and what, what other better subject matter to write about, right? Than people that are going way above and beyond for others that uh, maybe in lots of cases haven't had their story told. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's where I took the job and there wasn't anybody above me. <laughs> so I continued to progress until 
uh, now I run the whole thing. Yeah, and uh, for those of you listening, we've actually worked with Joel before on our video series. We had those two videos released about the, the Sustainable Food Center mm-hmm. and the... Uh, we Are uh, Blood. Yeah, We Are Blood. Joel did all the camera work for us. So yeah, you are... Very, very uh, amateur, but happy yeah. to <laughs> Yeah, it was great, though. Thank you so much for helping us out on that. Very uh, diverse yeah. Yeah. skill set. So let's get on to the legends then. How did it feel to get the Legends Award, Julie? Um, it was really unbelievable. Um, it, in in my family, we joke that we are not lucky people. We're also <laughs> Rens. Um, and so, um, n- not that we're unlucky, uh, <laughs> but we, we're just never the winner. And so what I told my friends uh, uh, at church is... Um, the reason that this happened is because I enlisted the aid of my husband, who is the luckiest guy in the world. <laughs> so some of his luck somehow kind of rubbed off on onto uh, me. But also he he helped um, tangibly because he works internationally. Yeah. And for the voting campaign, he um, in Asia, he asked um, his staff and his colleagues if they would participate in, in voting uh, in the Say Thanks Austin campaign and boy did they oh, ever well that's the poor of husband right there yeah so you won the legends for your work at keep Austin fed correct what exactly is keep Austin fed keep Austin fed is a nonprofit that focuses on food rescue which is also known as food recovery and so we uh partner with restaurants, cafes, um, grocers like Trader Joe's, and um, we will come to them and pick up um, excess food, surplus food, and we never refer to it as waste or or trash or anything Mm -hmm. like that because it's all perfectly good food. Um, It's really good, high-quality nutrition. And so our volunteers use their time and their gas and their vehicles to go pick it up and then to take it to the assigned recipient for that particular donation. Um, And um, yeah, and they take it there and then it's done in less than an hour. They've often moved, you know, three or 500 pounds of food. Oh, wow. That's yep. a lot. I saw on the website that you have saved personally about 120,000 meals. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so what's the day in the life of as a food rescuer like? Well, um, we, t- we have a calendar and food rescuers typically sign up uh, ahead of time. Uh, looking at the calendar and choose something that works for their schedule. Uh, and um, so we just drive to the donor, um, say, hey, how you doing? And I'm here to pick up the food, load it into our vehicles. And then we um, we match up the recipients geographically so that you're not driving all the way across Austin with food in your car. Okay, you're driving someplace close by. Yeah, so that, that it goes also to be like environmentally friendly too. Exactly. That makes sense. Exactly, yeah. yep. So do you drive around all day then to get that many meals? No, 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 no. no. Um, I do I do three runs a week that are, we call it owning. I own the runs. Owning? So I'm, all, I'm doing the same ones on Monday, on Tuesday, and on Saturday. But then we also have a SWAT team, which I think is really fun. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> so the SWAT team is like, I don't know, a dozen folks that are pretty flexible. Yeah. And, uh, and through a group texting app, um, opportunities will come to us like a caterer calls and says i have three pans of barbecue left over after this event and i it kills me to think about 
you know, disposing of this. Mm-hmm. Can y'all use it? And that call goes out to a to the SWAT team via a text. And then somebody just replies and says, hey, I'm right by there. I'm going to go grab that. Uh-oh. And dashes and gets it. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, somebody else is figuring out which of our recipients is available and ready mm-hmm. and can take it right now. Which for barbecue? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Here in, all of them. Here in Austin, especially. <laughs> you should come to my work. <laughs> <laughs> do, do offices, can offices be recipients? Oh, <laughs> not, not recipients, but uh, yeah, also give to you. Oh, sure, sure. Donors. Yeah, Donors. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So um, so they can they can be one off kinds of donors. Like you mm-hmm. have an event that's catered and you have a bunch of sandwiches left over after the event. Oh, um, okay. sure. You could oh. call the hotline. That's how that's okay. how we get the SWAT calls. It, oh, cool. We have a really active hotline mm-hmm. that your office would call in and say, hey, I've got this stuff. Come get it. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's the hotline number? <laughs> Do you know it? I mean, we'll put in the show notes. We'll put in the show notes. Put in the show notes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on my phone in my in my pocket. Okay, People yeah. don't know numbers anymore. <laughs> 1-800-SWAT-FOOD. <laughs> I just know my mom and dad's, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, same, Not actually. even yours. <laughs> uh, so how did it feel to get the initial Legends Award? Um. I was just kind of mystified and sort of blown away and had no clue that Lisa Wood was doing that. And the, um, Lisa well, is the... Lisa director. Barden, the executive director okay. of Keep Austin Fed. And suddenly I saw this email exchange where somebody had included me in the exchange and they were talking about, could we do it at this site? Could we do it at this site? And I was thinking, what are they talking about? What site? What's happening? And it was uh, she had she had secretly contacted my daughter to figure uh, out a location uh, for the presentation ceremony. I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know it was somewhat of a surprise. Maybe you were the one who <laughs> pulled me into the email exchange. So um, yeah, so I was shocked, but um, uh, honored and oh, very grateful yeah, yeah had you two met before the award like were you wherever I kind of good at all you well, and Joel we had met virtually because Joel um used to um were you a volunteer in the things that yeah, you so did I with actually Keep Austin used to be Fed? a food runner for Keep Austin oh, really? Fed, just on the side oh, and wow. ran basically their communications for two or three years um completely removed from my day job and wow. so yeah we we were at the time if i remember right we were doing some volunteer spotlights and julie was one of our volunteer spotlights Is that right. right well and the other thing was i was trying to ignore you for a time because <laughs> my food handler's license had expired and oh, yeah. one of joel's tasks was just to ping the different volunteers and say hey it's time to renew your food handler's license oh. so he kept sending me these very friendly very kind <laughs> messages saying hey you might want to you might want to go online and renew that and I would just sort of pretend I had not read that. But it is renewed now, Joel. I'm kosher. Is this like a serve safe license or something different? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the basic basic safe food handling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that, I did that back in college. I had I was a manager at a dying hall, so I had to do that yep, myself. Exactly. It's that's useful one, to know. That's one of the cool things about Keep Austin Fed is that they go above and beyond as an organization to make sure that the food is being transported safely. Mm. So they don't have to require volunteers to go get their food handler's license but they do um, that, it's not a super high bar but it's a no, it's a two-hour online class that just makes sure that you understand 
time and temperature yeah basically yep. Yep. to food make sure food's transported safely food safety is super important sure. like anybody in the restaurant business will tell you like that like it prevents people from getting food poisoning all the mm-hmm. time like it's super important mm-hmm. yeah so who are these recipients of the food you said homeless or some are there others like people that are more in poverty like, what's the scope of this? Well, we we make sure that we partner with um, with five hundred one c threes who have already um, have a, a food program within their organization, have okay. a, a component of helping to feed people who are food insecure, um, and we vet them thoroughly before we bring them on in terms of. Um, we send someone over who has a food safety background as a profession um, who checks out, you know, their if they have a kitchen or what their storage facilities are and then questions them about how quickly will you be able to turn this food around and get it into the hands of, of someone who really needs it, who is your clientele and how are they vetted to make sure that they're um, – uh, experiencing food insecurity and um, do you have a staff you know on on call or volunteers mm. that are prepared to um, hand out this food um, so yeah we want we want partners that are equally conscientious about getting food into the hands of people who awesome. really need it so this be like people like churches as well so like churches tend to help yeah. provide for the homeless and yeah. well or more impoverished people mm-hmm. churches that have food pantries mm-hmm. or a soup kitchen those are the oh, two yeah. different kinds sense. of um of partners that we have on on the distribution end you know a soup kitchen is a place where they're taking the food and they're turning it into a complete meal that then they're serving okay. to individuals and then a pantry is obviously where the food items are stocked and people can come in and essentially shop for food that oh, they're going to okay. take home with them and prepare for themselves or their families. Wow. That, that is a great use of resources then. And so just like people doing extra cans that they got at the store, like they get full slabs of barbecue meats. Like yeah. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's, you get Franklin's barbecue. <laughs> I don't, know, there, I don't know that they ever have any leftover to donate. <laughs> I true. think they run out every day. Yeah. I'd be impressive if they had some leftovers, actually. <laughs> it's a good point. Isn't there Austin's food bank? Is that a big, big one? Central Texas Food Central Bank, Texas. yes. Yeah. And, and we're sort of parallel to them. We do the same kinds of thing, but they do it on a massive scale. When mm. they go to pick up food from someplace, they send an 18-wheeler, oh. right? Oh. <laughs> When we go, it we send a car because yeah. that's the quantity. And so that's maybe a smaller quantity than, than they can deal with because mm-hmm. they have, you know. Yeah. yeah. But we can do it, you know, very efficiently. Yeah. Like, the smaller quantities and just kind of buzz it around. Yeah. We're, we're nimble and flexible. Yeah. Nice. Like Jimmy John's or something. <laughs> Think of freaky fast. Freaky do, fast do you delivery. Like time your delivery drivers? <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> You know, we do have some people who have <laughs> point of pride, like, yeah, I did that in 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Are you one of those people? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you did deliver a lot of meals. <laughs> what is the population of people that need food besides homeless people, other groups that are more in need of food? Well, I think there is a statistic that it's one in 18, one in seven, one in seven nationally. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Wow. Our, uh, people are food insecure. Yeah. So what was the question? 
just yeah i guess all of those people then <laughs> i just don't think about all the people that need food if the so, question is is there a need yeah you know, there's a huge need despite yeah, how well austin's doing there's just yeah. a huge number of people that don't know where their next meal is coming from and it's not just homelessness you know we we have uh, an immigrant community mm-hmm. in uh, you know folks who are refugees mm-hmm. from um, places who are trying to make a life in austin mm-hmm. and it takes them a while to mm-hmm. you know be fully employed and we're helping them we're helping um, people who are experiencing domestic violence mm-hmm. um in uh, whatever form that is, um, and uh, people who are um, food insecure because they're elderly and they're Mm. on a fixed income and Mm. food is expensive. Yeah, Uh, this is a tangent, but have you read the book Invisible in Austin by any chance? Um, I work for the Texas Book Festival also, (laughs) and so I went to an event when their book was published where a number of the contributors, authors were there because that came out of a sociology yeah, or a social yeah. work class at UT, I, I think. I just finished reading the book and it's giving me a different perspective on it. The book for our listeners is about the people displaced from the rapid growth of Austin. It covers people from uh, uh, undocumented immigrants to uh, some, I guess, older woman who uh, used to be in the food service herself. But then she, I think, broke her leg and she was unable to serve anymore and she ended up getting homeless. So it was all about like how the change in Austin is happening so quickly that these people that are less uh, privileged tend to be left behind. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend to everybody. It, it's good. It covers everything from, uh, like I said, undocumented workers to even like somebody who went into stripping because she had to. Yep. Like it, it's a really good read. Highly recommend it. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what made me think about this is like the people that are in that book might be the people that also are recipients of your, of your hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Oh, uh, what are some ways that you cannot waste food? You can maybe reuse food that you have in the kitchen or the refrigerator. Do you have any? All right. First of all, tune in to Chopped. Uh, Yeah. The television show on the Food Network or cooking channel one of those mm-hmm. it is so inspirational you know they have ridiculous things that they are given you know and try to make a meal right. out of it yeah. but when you watch enough episodes of that you find yeah. you open your refrigerator and go okay what am I going to do with this stuff yeah uh, and it you know it becomes kind of a personal challenge and mm-hmm. super fun my mo is always throw it in eggs <laughs> I'll make there an you egg go. Egg. that's what yeah. I did today I had some yeah. other mushrooms and onions yeah. and I just Tossed into an egg scramble. Right. Anything can be top. a frittata. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or a taco. You, oh, a yeah. taco can Here be anything. Here in Texas. Yeah. yeah. So uh, getting back to you, Julie, uh, what inspired you to get into all this volunteering? I read some things on the website, but I would like you to tell us the uh, your story about why you got involved with Keep Austin Fed and what keeps you going every day. Uh, well, somehow my life has gravitated around food a lot. When I was 14, um, my mom would send me off to summer camp for the whole summer where for one week I was a camper and for the rest of the time I was kitchen staff. And she was trying to get me, I think, out of her hair and maybe away from, you know, temptations of summer downtime. What she didn't know <laughs> is that there were a lot of boys also working on the staff at that camp. Oh. So it wasn't all that safe. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I spent time in that 
kitchen uh, at that same for four years every summer I was there for the whole summer working with food and that just continued in college uh, I lived in a housing co-op here in Austin and mm-hmm. you could get a rent reduction if you took on a job in the co-op and so I was the food buyer I planned yeah. the menus and then purchased the food for the whole co-op so um, just have always been around food. And my family heritage is that uh, my grandparents during the Depression lived in San Antonio. Hmm. My grandmother was a member of the Salvation Army Church, and they were feeding people okay. uh, during the, the Depression. And my grandfather would go around with his truck to bakeries and pick up the day-old bread and take it to the Salvation Army where they were using it in their meal preparation. So um, I think I just grew grew up hearing those stories. And then anybody who is a child of parents who went through the Depression, you know, you grow up with this thrift sort of um, concept. Yeah, don't waste anything. Oh, yeah. So it just stuck with you your whole life? It did. And then um, I read an article in the newspaper in The Statesman um, six years ago uh, where Keep Austin Fed was highlighted. It was a great article. Um, and I just cut it out and said, yeah, that sounds like a great thing to do and started then. And that was right when uh, Keep Austin Fed was transitioning from kind of a by the seat of the pants, a bunch of friends just oh. rescuing <laughs> food into an official 501c3. Just really? Right that year was the year that I think they got... Um, 501c3 nonprofit status and became official. Wow. When was that? What year? So uh, I'm just about to celebrate my sixth anniversary on April 22nd. So 2014, 2013, 2014, I think was the the era when they were transitioning. Were you there for that transition, Joel? April 22nd is when I started at Recognize Good. Is it really? Oh, really? Wow. Same year? It's a charmed day. Wow. Nonprofit buddy. <laughs> that was for what life. appealed to me. I think when I got hooked on as a volunteer for Keep Austin Fed, I think um, what hooked me was that it was just such a brilliant solution. It was just like a win, win, win because you're taking something that could be trash and turning it into not trash. Mm-hmm. You're feeding people that don't have food and you're not just feeding them, as they say, you're not feeding them you know, cheesecake and hamburgers. You're feeding them healthy, mm. nutritious food. So it's like such a elegant, brilliant solution. All you have to do is just take it from one place to another, mm. and you're solving three problems at once. Yeah. And I think that's what got me hooked in the first place. It's like, why aren't we doing this way more, especially with the Zero Waste Initiative coming through Austin? But even outside of that, um, why wouldn't you just take the thing that's trash here and is treasure there and just take it from the place where it's trash to the place where it's yeah treasure makes all the sense in the world food like it does have expiration dates but doesn't go bad immediately especially if you freeze it or refrigerate it Mm -hmm. so you could keep food like you could keep food in your freezer for a long time if you freeze it right sure yeah yeah how do you become a driver i just keep on thinking about driving (laughs) how do you become a driver well basically it's a requirement for volunteering Mm -hmm. um so you become a driver by going on to give pulse which is like our logistical brain Mm -hmm. and uh you you find our page and you join keep austin fed and then you take a uh a training class which is just painless half hour going through a PowerPoint deck mm-hmm. and immediately following that the the trainee would um, shadow a food run with an experienced okay. um, volunteer 
Um, and then once they've done those two things, plus then taken the food handler's course, mm-hmm. um, then they're in. Nice. Pretty simple. Yeah. Cool. It yeah. is very simple. Just have to have a car, pretty much. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can I'll, put a, I'll put a plug in. But we were talking before this. If you're, uh, if you're looking for something to do with your family... If you've got the food handler's license, take your kid along, take your husband or wife or partner along. Uh, If you're at a business and you're looking for a volunteer opportunity to do on a lunch hour, basically, it's a cool team building. Uh, I was telling Julie, selfishly, you get these two moments of like extreme appreciation per food run. You're in the car, you go to a place that's so grateful to have you take the food that they, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be able to do anything with. And then you're in the car and then you're to a place that's obviously very appreciative of the food that they didn't have before Mm -hmm. and so you get these two little inflection points of like extreme appreciation all you're doing is driving stuff right (laughs) yeah Yeah. um but it's like such a rewarding volunteer opportunity and you can do it with other people um which i think is um is pretty cool when you when you were a driver do you remember any any of your um pickups any that you did that were yeah i used to go from uh upper crust bakery to Austin Restoration Ministries oh, yeah, off yeah. of 35. Sure, yeah. Um, and then I had another run from a, a coffee bean and tea leaf off of 183 mm-hmm. down to the Austin Restoration Ministries. And they just happened to be, so literally when I lived where I lived at the time, it was on my way from work to home. And I just swing by and right off, <laughs> it's like a quarter mile from my office. And Restoration was like a quarter mile from my house. It's the easiest thing in the world. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just super cool. Upper Crust is like such an iconic place too, and you get it to like is. feel like a VIP going through the back door yeah. and grabbing yeah. the. Yeah. Like, oh, they just say, "Oh, hey, hey, that's the guy with the rescue group." Wow, such a small world! Like you volunteered, and then you now have the award for recognized good. It's like whoa, <laughs> so many circles. I'll add another layer. So the reason that I got involved in the first place, the reason I heard about Keep Austin Fed, was because. We had a legend award given to a former Keep Austin Fed volunteer named Joseph DeLeon. <clears throat> that was the one that kind of got the group on to Give Pulse and set up the calendar that made it super easy for anybody to just go look for a date, an amount, and two locations, basically. So it like, fits into everybody's busy schedule really easily. So that was, a, like, 2014 was when um, we happened to give a, volunteer, a, a legend award to, to that guy. Um, well-deserved. And then when I heard about it, I was like, I want to do more of that. Yeah. It's like, I only get three, my wife only gives me three volunteer opportunities outside <laughs> of work. I was like, that's going to be one because it's such a great solution. So I did it for several years there. Is that why you got into Recognize Good? So you could be volunteering for work then? No, I was doing that before then. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good point though. No, I'm very blessed in my job to be able to help people while on the clock. I bet. Unlike Julie, where I'm, I'm getting... I'm getting paid to be able to go out and do <laughs> uh, good in the world, which I'm blessed to do, but uh, still just have such an extreme appreciation for getting to meet so many uh, diverse volunteers across mm-hmm. across Austin. Yeah, I bet. I bet it's an inspiring job just having that. Like, I would feel like that there'd be too many causes to go to. I'd be like, I want to donate here. I want to volunteer here. And like the next thing you know, you have no time. So on that subject, we're the day after amplify Austin and that was the case where you're oh, looking yeah. through 700 and if you're if you're in the position to contribute you're uh, you're looking at 750 nonprofits that are just and that's 10% of what's actually in the Austin area that are on that's ridiculous. Uh, signed up <laughs> so many. I live here I give here and trying to figure out my wife and I will both pick five 
to donate. We'll take X amount of money. We'll yeah. both pick five, and then we'll talk about why we picked the five that we picked, and that really inspires a good conversation. But it, yeah. it, the amount, I guess, of the different causes to give to in Austin kind of lets you um, go next level on why. Like, mm. what do you really care about mm. and why? It's not just animals. There's not one animal shelter. There's yeah, <laughs> that's we've learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie here's a big all of the animal shelters. <laughs> <laughs> every, exactly. every other email that Charlie sends out seems to be to an animal rescue. <laughs> so, we're, we're big animal people. So yesterday, for so as a legend, now mm. I am a voter for going forward for new legends. Actually, that's not my question. Thank 2020. You for and so yesterday I got my first email, hey, it's time to vote for um, this round of legends. And so there were four opportunities. Okay, I didn't know it was going to be that hard. <laughs> to. Uh, they're, they're all amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why we're glad that we don't choose. So oh I'll point out that each gosh. of our legend awards, so we've done 90 yeah. legend awards since 2010. And wow. each one is chosen by all the former legends. So Recognize Good doesn't choose. I don't choose. The former legends choose. And I'm really happy about that because as Julie just pointed out, it's a really tough choice every time. And I, I certainly wouldn't be able to pick one <laughs> over the others. And it seems like the list keeps on growing with so many nonprofits starting up around yeah. Austin. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. The more people that come here, the more nonprofits they'll <laughs> sure. be. Yeah. Are there any criteria for legends or just like anybody who anybody thinks is good enough? Yeah, so it's broad criteria, but we do have three criteria. It's either volume of impact, so how many things have you done, okay. act, number of acts, basically. It's tenure of service, so how long have you been doing good, or it's magnitude of a single impact. Hmm. So uh, occasionally we'll have, we'll have someone that did one big, giant thing. But most of the time, it's either someone that's been volunteering for 20 or 30 years, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like in Julie's case, where someone's that happens to work for a nonprofit that measures really well, which again, plug for any nonprofit that's not measuring their volunteer impacts. That's mm-hmm. really, really important mm-hmm. that um, Lisa, your wonderful executive director, could tell me exactly how many pounds of food <laughs> you'd wow. saved over, yeah. over the course of six years. Um, but it's either, yeah, it's either time or volume or just magnitude. Okay. Metrics. That's yeah, data. That's all so it can be a science too. When you think about nonprofits, <laughs> it's actually can be more science based than you think about. How do you fit everything in one day? Like how how do you have enough energy to do this and do you have like um are you working to outside of this? No, I'm not employed, mm-hmm. um, but I do have my own business yeah. with oh. the Airbnb. Okay. But you know that's sporadic. Yeah. But you know I find that volunteering is very energizing. It doesn't mm-hmm. deplete; it feeds, and so you know I can spend a, you know quite a number of hours doing things mm-hmm. for Keep Austin Fed or for some of the other volunteer things that I do, and uh, I don't. I don't feel tired or wiped out or, yeah. Yeah, I see, uh, I was looking also on the Recognize Good website that you also, you said Texas Book Festival you're a part of. Yep. Uh, you also apparently volunteered at uh, Austin City Limits, yeah. the, t- the television, sh- the TV show. Ooh, right. Cool. Uh, you're also a treasurer at your church. It yeah. seems like you're busy. Yeah. 
Yeah, thank you for making time yeah. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, I'm not that busy. <laughs> Here's all the list of things that I your do. Your resume is impressive. <laughs> thank you. And we forgot You're hired. to pick up on your front porch that you mentioned before just, we started. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, that's that's pretty <laughs> passive. I yeah. just, you know, I just sweep the front porch and, yeah. you know, have at it. I feel like um, people that give are also always very humble about what they do. Mm-hmm. So that's why we like to recognize people and put them in the spotlight because oh. everybody deserves credit mm-hmm. for what they do. Well, thank you. Unfortunately, so. that makes our job very hard, right? <laughs> to find somebody that gives and is willing to take the spotlight for a minute. Yeah. Whether yeah. on a podcast or through an award or yeah. yeah, I spend I feel like I spend most of my time on the phone kind of convincing people like, <laughs> "No, it's good for the charity that you care about yeah. if you yeah. let us tell your story." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It is yeah, there is a level of embarrassment. Yeah. yeah. It is strange. It's not even like a taboo thing. It's just like a humble thing. It's like, yeah, yeah I was like, yeah, I just this was like I'm kind. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody should be kind. Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, because no. most of the time people are thinking about others or people mm. that are really exactly. genuine and really good people think about others almost more than they think about themselves. Yeah. So it, it may be hard to actually look at yourself and be like, oh, yeah, look at all the stuff that I did. Yeah. But, but on our podcast, we help our volunteers look at themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> and also people do yeah. see that they could be inspired to do that as well mm-hmm. that is the point that's mm-hmm. what yeah. so that's that's my soapbox all the time yeah. is if i see what you could do in your tenure or in your lifetime for others and i'm not doing anything i want to be like you. i can see myself in mm-hmm. you i want to be like that right so it's mm-hmm. hard to relate to central texas food bank served mm-hmm. x amount of million meals last year to the needy or mm-hmm. you know whatever it is but if you see julie saved this many pounds of food Mm -hmm. from the landfill gave to those in need say well that's somebody that i can emulate and so i think if any of us share our stories that's why um that's why we should do it Mm -hmm. is hopefully to inspire others and allow them to relate to what we can do as embarrassing as the spotlight Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's the individual efforts that help it's like all those little ants you know caring they have all these particular jobs but one ant can carry so much weight. Thinking <laughs> <laughs> about ants. Yeah, actually, that's true. <laughs> We're all in this together. That's the right. colony of Austin, Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to that nonprofit. Let's see. Uh, I guess since we're on this topic, I had a question prepared, which is this is for both of you. We'll start with you, Julie, and then we'll get to Joel. Uh, what's one piece of advice you would give somebody wanting to do good in their daily life? Wanting to do good. I think it would be to um, think about something that's already meaningful to them, whether it's uh, animals mm-hmm. or, um, or you know, they personally hate waste mm-hmm. or, um, or they, they love music and, and want musicians to be able to do their craft without mm-hmm. worrying about health care. You know, find the thing that's important to you and that you're already sort of incorporating in your life, you know, because it's one of your passions or your enjoyments or your life. And then go find the group that's doing something, you know, to rescue the animals or, or ham, you know, that's helping musicians or, you know, a mm-hmm. television show that, um, mm. highlights music mm. um, or or you read books so you know 
volunteer with um, the Texas Book Festival. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because then, you know, you're already sort of on the way down that road. You know, you love that thing. And so, A, you're finding like-minded people. Mm -hmm. So so there's your tribe. You know, you've found your tribe. uh, And then they're doing something good to further that thing that you already care about. Yeah, uh, I guess on the topic of that, uh, Amplify Austin, I Live Here, I Give Here, their website with all, they have a list of every nonprofit here in Austin, at least it's Amplify Austin qualified, and you could search by category too. So if you're like looking for a a book related one, you could look for that, search by, I don't know how how granular their search function is, but I remember looking at the categories a while ago. So that's a good resource for people that are looking for a cause. How about you, Joel? What's your piece of advice? Yeah, I think... um, so I've met some people that don't know that they care about something yet, yeah. but they do, yeah. right? Everybody cares about something, whether you realize it or not. If you take a minute to think about it, you'll find that thing that Julie just talked about. Um, and two, also to kind of piggyback off of what you said, it can be social. It's not the weight of the world on your shoulders and you're just slaving away in some dark hole volunteering <laughs> yeah. somewhere, yeah. doing good. You you can do it with your friends. You can do it with your family. You can do it with your tribe. Um, and inevitably, you end up meeting people that way, you know, in an increasingly kind of, to get all on my soapbox, but in an increasingly isolated society where we're staring mm-hmm. at our phones, when you're out in the city, in this city, and you're doing good, and you're alongside somebody, you immediately have something in common with them. And they could be from a completely different walk of life, mm-hmm. but you're able to share that one thing. I care about food rescue. I care about animals. I care about veterans. I care about seniors. And um, you're able to make it a social thing. And it doesn't doesn't have to doesn't seem like work again i'm blessed to have a job where my job doesn't seem like work mm-hmm. at all at all i get to write about good people mm-hmm. get to go find good people and talk to them mm-hmm. kind of like y'all do mm-hmm. on the side here and like mm-hmm. julie does um as a volunteer so um it definitely doesn't need to be a chore mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do good um if you're if you're lobbying or advocating maybe sometimes that Public policy stuff does feel like a chore, <laughs> yeah. uh, but there's a lot of good that can be done that um, that definitely just is super pure and can be social at the same time. And superhuman. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey. You. you can be <laughs> plugging our own show and our own show. Yeah. <laughs> Look at yeah. that. Uh, this is another one for you, Joel. This one might, might be hard for you, but I thought I'd give you a hard question. Oh. What are your favorite moments of working for Recognize Good? So I've this is my eighth year with recognize good. And I think the, it's more collective not to cop out of the question, but, um, (laughs) I get to experience so many different perspectives on goodness through my job. And I get to hear about it from the business community. I get to hear about it from individuals. I get to hear about it from nonprofit leaders. I get to hear about it from, um, rank and file volunteers. I get to hear about it from, um, people in in government i get to hear about all these different perspectives on goodness and doing for others and making austin a better place and it's such a unique position that i'm very very blessed to be able to just soak it all in i feel Mm -hmm. like it's my responsibility to be able to um push it back out in some cohesive coherent way here's what i've here's what we've learned as as an organization about goodness the state of goodness in central texas but um but getting that many different perspectives on goodness gives you a lot of different um insights into how people think about good and i think that the people kind of talk about good in a way that uh it's how you treat people people talk about good in a way that it's how you 
how you give. And I guess treating people well is a way of giving, right? It's generous. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all have this idea of this umbrella of goodness in our minds. And um, my favorite thing has just been the kind of the higher level philosophical question of like, what is goodness? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to different people? Because it definitely, people do good just through their church or they do mm-hmm. good just at the food bank or they do good just in holding the door open for others or letting someone merge when it's not so easy on Mopac or whatever, <laughs> all yeah. these different ways that people think about goodness. And I've been blessed to just have that, uh, a really diverse set of perspectives kind of shared with me. So that's definitely my, my favorite part collectively. I think individually the moments where um, you surprise someone with something like a legend award, someone that's never been recognized before, or um, you hear someone that wins, we've got a program called ethics and business where we find businesses that don't cut corners that go above and, beyond to treat their people and their customers well um business that you would never have heard of except for the fact that they set the bar super high when it comes to treating people well i think the the getting past the all shucks and seeing someone recognize like um how much it means that they're an example of goodness i think is probably my the coolest thing yeah oh you guys do so many things too we could do an entire second episode just yeah. on the various programs you do but the legends program is definitely the most inspiring one and uh yeah so i'm happy to focus on this one uh, i think i'm ready i think we're good for the question now okay i'm out of my questions who wants to do it first we could do okay okay are you ready you don't even know but if you're a frequent listener you know but um what would recognize good be as a superhero and what superpower would they have? Well, I'm going to take it as just me. Oh, okay. Organizationally. Okay. Um, favorite superhero is Captain America, oh, no doubt. Okay. But I've talked about it a little bit um, this morning, but I'm very blessed because of the position that I'm in. It's not because of anything that I've done. And I feel like it was it would be a superhero that wasn't gifted with any superpower but maybe someone that was uh able to kind of create it through effort Mm -hmm. so the only i was thinking about like like there's no there's no effort man with a cape with a big e on the back or something (laughs) but it's like if you just have effort and passion you can do a lot if you're in the right position i guess batman would fit into that batman or iron man was kind of what i was thinking like someone that was just like able to create like a regular human that was Mm -hmm. able to create a superhuman impact because of the position that they were in and the mm. effort that they put into it, that's my hopefully not t- thinking too deep <laughs> answer. Yeah, no magic yeah. powers. Okay. No magic powers. That's good. I like it. Humble. Yeah. yeah. Humble. Effort man just like <laughs> comes in the streets humbility. and he's trying to make it better. <laughs> Humble so man. <laughs> it was like humility man. That's humbility. not a word. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Julie? So I crowdsourced this to uh, the other volunteers. Mm-hmm. And there were uh, several responses, but the one that I liked best, who is not somebody that you think of as a superhero, but she said Oscar the Grouch. Oh, Because Oscar the Grouch lives in a trash can, but certainly sends things back out that get thrown in in the trash can that he thinks don't belong in the trash can. And that's what we do. We rescue things, yeah, that don't belong there. And the superpower... Um, that uh, Oscar would be um, imbued with would be that ability to recognize, hey, this is perfectly good. Somebody mm. could do something with this, whether it's food that can that's perfectly good and can be eaten or something that can be upcycled or salvaged in some way. 
So an Oscar the Grouch with like a ingenuity part behind him. Yeah. Like he's like the, yeah, that's, that's good. That's a good one. I, I like, never expected unique. Oscar the Grouch. No. That is such a great one. No, whoever thought of Oscar yeah. the Grouch as a superhero, but he deserves it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Great. Yeah. Any last words before we sign off? Just thank you for doing this. It's a great podcast and I'm honored to be one of your interviewees. How about you, Joel? Any last words? Same. No, thank you all for continuing to share great examples of goodness. I'm a big fan. Yeah, and we're a big fan of your work, too. Yeah. Learn more about Recognize Good and the many heroes in our community at recognizegood.org. Is there a legendary superhuman you know that you want to nominate? Then go to recognizegood.org slash nominate dash legend. You can also check them out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by going to all of those websites and adding slash recognize good to the address. If you're interested in Keep Austin Fed, you can learn more at keepaustinfed.org. To learn how they to learn how they're helping out during these rough times, check out keepaustinfed.org slash COVID-19. Are you an Austinite looking for a cause to support? Then you've come to the right place. Be sure to check out our website at everydaysuperhumans.show to learn more about the many great causes you can be a part of right here in the capital city. You can also follow us on Twitter at SuperhumansCast, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash everydaysuperhumans, and check out our Instagram at everydaysuperhumans. If you like what you heard in this episode, feel free to give us a review on Apple Podcasts and support the show by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, not every hero has to fly. So grab your cape and let's go. Welcome to Everyday Superhumans, the podcast where we still get faith in humanity. I'm Kyle. And I'm Charlie. That's like a question mark. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm Kyle. Do you know who you are, Kyle? Let's, let's go one more time. <laughs>